0: hello and welcome to what coming back it's max in the hot seat max how are you doing
1: oh my gosh i'm doing so great i'm having the best uh quarantine time i haven't had to do anything oh wait i sell beef and everybody is scared shitless and so now everybody's ordering it while everybody's at home and they're bored, they're trying to figure out what to get control of, they are messaging me and asking about beef.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've made a lot of really weird impulse buys since this whole thing started, but I can confidently say that... uh, your beef is not one of them. Although I, I guess I'm happy that your business is doing well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you were buying our beef, then that would be strange for a vegetarian. But um,
0: well, I- in case you haven't figured out yet from the accent, I am not Ellie May. It is Chelsea Harfouche coming at you with another bonus episode. I loved my bonus episode from Ellie and Miles so much that we decided to return the favor. So this is a special episode from Max and me to our dear friend Eleanor. Yeah And we're recording it. At 4.20 p.m. on 4.20. So this is the special Memorial Eleanor Maine. This is the Eleanor Maine Memorial 4.20 Blaze
1: It episode. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was 4.20 on 4.20 until I just looked at the clock. It's exactly 4.20. <laughs> it is. How did
0: this work? So, yeah, no. So it is officially the Eleanor Laura Maine Memorial 4.20 Blaze It R.I.P. and Peace Princess. Over the
1: Rainbow episode. Yes, yes, just what she always wants. Just we all know. Ellie's a big Ellie's a big 420 blaze it pothead. She's out there smoking weed in the streets every day. Um, you know, she's basically we call her the Bob Marley of our friends. So none
0: of that is it's... true. None of that is true. <laughs> I think you can tell. I'm trying to... I think if you, if you couldn't tell by I don't know everything about Eleanor. <laughs> it's not...
1: i'm defaming her she's not here to defend herself i know this is supposed to be for her but now i know that i can say whatever i want you know that's really what friends are about she
0: gave me a beautiful gift and we're giving her an attack (laughs) it's great
1: (laughs) that sounds about right that sounds correct
0: and as you can tell by our beautiful intro i am joined by uh, cattle baron and entertainer extraordinaire max crumkey Mac, thanks for coming back to the pod.
1: I am so glad to be back. It is wonderful doing what which is <laughs> what? by the way, I think how you should start. Oh yeah, can we do it baby voice like?
0: What? what? I don't know. anything. It's just a little baby. I'm so dumb. <laughs>
1: yeah. I th- and with that, we've lost all listeners. congratulations. there's so only one person listening
0: and it is Ellie and she's listening through tears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's like, this is all I ever wanted.
0: <laughs> Let's move on to our mini game. So in this mini game, we're going to each say our title for our upcoming what topic. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cheeky. It's going to be a, a little punched up. And then we'll, uh, I guess, we grade each other. I don't know. The grading feels a little bit different since it's just two of us. But basically, I'll just give you some positive validation and then some deep constructive criticism.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: That good. <laughs> That. all right you want me to go
1: first yeah yeah go ahead and go first okay
0: i'm coming in hot uh my title it's simple it's clean it's uh efficient and it's come together
1: oh like the beatles yeah like in london exactly oh. see how
0: it connects i
1: can see i can see how that connects i don't know what your topic is mm-hmm. but um you know it does seem like it's uh well you're
0: Right it seem like it's Ellie. You're on the right track because I did It is named after the Beatles song Because of it being you know the Eleanor Laura Main Memorial 420 plays it Over the Rainbow Prince episode yes. But it's more specifically about What that song is about Which I didn't know until I went on this deep internet rabbit hole The other day.
1: Is it about fucking?
0: You know what? I actually Didn't really find a lot about fucking Even though I feel like it's fucking adjacent
1: <laughs> Fucking adjacent? So like Beaten it, I guess. I don't know. Beatness? Beaten it. (laughs) But I did say it kind of like beatness. You know what? That's my new term for jacking off. It's beatness. Oh, I'm
0: getting the beatness.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit, you guys. I got a beatness today.
0: (laughs) I got to hit that beatness, if you know what I mean.
1: You know what? Whenever I haven't beaten us for a few days. (laughs) I know that you want this joke to keep on going, and you don't want to move it on at all. So I'm just going to extend this.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. I think you're really here with me.
1: Keep it all in. Anyhow, the really funny joke... Um, about it was um, uh, uh, talking about uh, uh, jer- Jerking My Little Pinker. Oh,
0: so. Max, do you want to share your title?
1: So my title is also very Ellie adjacent, which Aww. would be The Little the little Stitches and Problems in Your Perfect World.
0: The Little Stitches and Problems in Your Perfect World. I'm pulling yes. it over, I'm feeling it. Uh, as a theater, as like a middle school theater teacher would say, we're just going to sit with that.
1: Yeah, we're just going to think about it.
0: So first of all, I like it because it sounds like a Fiona Apple song title. And Fiona Apple is in my mind because she just had, I don't know if you heard, but she's dropped her first new album in like forever. And Pitchfork gave it a 10 out of 10, which normally I don't care about except for when it like aligns with things I like. Uh, But apparently they haven't given a perfect 10 to an album since uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy in 2010. So... It's just Kanye and Fiona Apple. So I'm really hoping that Kanye will go on, like, just, like, a delirium quarantine-induced, like, rage video about Fiona Apple. Which I think will be really fun. I think that's the feud I've been looking forward
1: to in quarantine. Wait, are you telling me that Kanye's most recent albums haven't been getting, like, rave reviews? That's crazy, because I love them and listen to them all the time. He's really, really hasn't lost anything. He's doing so good. And I love all of his new music. I think, you know what? Make it more churchy. (laughs) You know?
0: I don't know, Get even further down Let's there. not, just to be fair, Jesus walks still slaps, but that song is like
1: 20 years old. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, wait, I think I remember that song whenever I was coming out. So <laughs> that's been a while. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: I remember that song when I was coming out of my religious phase that I was in. And like It was like 12 or 13, and then I was coming out of that, and then I was like, you know what? It's okay to love Jesus And square.
1: Of course. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. And also, especially on this Ellie specific episode, um, you know, Ellie as a Christian woman really wants to hear about when we lost our walk with Christ. Um, (laughs) That's what she's waiting for. That's true.
0: oh we really are (laughs) we really are off topic ellie i love you so much i miss you every day i'm so sorry
1: (laughs) ellie i'm sorry we really we really beefed it here (laughs)
0: we're really missing it (laughs) without you we're lost without you kind of like how we were lost without christ Think about that.
1: Welcome to what? <laughs> Ellie's Todd's Christian Podcast. We're here. It's very confusing.
0: Oh, that's our gift to Ellie, is that while she wasn't here, we came oh. to the Christian Podcast. Welcome.
1: Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm going so to, now- to
0: tie, real quick, tight turnaround, tie your topic, which is about the stitches and problems in the world, back to, uh, and you know, you know who else had some stitches? Jesus Mm -hmm. probably hurt himself at some point (laughs) he was alive for 33 years probably that man never like fell on a rock
1: (laughs) you know you don't see enough about that about falling on the rocks in there and I just thought a couple of extra verses talking about hey he fell on the rock and then he got it stitched up (laughs) then we would have been good be
0: careful we're gonna give Kanye West some song ideas (laughs) alright shall we go into our topics
1: yes yes okay
0: So, Come Together, as you accurately said, is a Beatles song. Uh, and when you look at the words, it is a nightmarish Beatles song. But do you know what it's about?
1: No. If I, if I recall correctly, it Come Together right now over me.
0: Uh, well, let's see if this helps you at all. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. We wear no shoe shine. He got Ho-Jam football. He got monkey finger. He shoot Coca-Cola. He say, I know you. You know me. One thing I can tell you is you've got to be free. Does
1: that help? That helps, right? You know, it's about doing drugs?
0: Close. So uh, this was actually a joke. There is no way to know what this song is about from the words. I do think that they were on. I I do think I'm not like remiss in saying that the Beatles were on a fuck ton of drugs when they wrote this song. Uh, And I definitely (laughs) think that uh, He Shoot Coca Cola is a reference to either like Coke or heroin or maybe a speedball. I'm not totally sure. But this is what I found out is that this song is actually, before it was uh, everybody's favorite song to put in a scene in their like college film studies project of people doing drugs. Yes. Before it was that?
1: Oh, God, yes. It
0: was commissioned to be a campaign song. And it was commissioned to be a campaign song by a man who was running for the governor of California against Ronald Reagan. And this man... Perfect. His name is Timothy Leary, and you might not have heard of him, but you should. But the reason that you don't know that's a campaign song, the reason it's not inextricably linked with uh, government, is because before... Mm -hmm it could be released as a campaign song before Timothy Leary's campaign could get off the ground. Uh, he was imprisoned for marijuana possession. <laughs> okay. Which, and it sounds like that should be the end of the story, Max, but God, it's only the
1: beginning. Yeah.
0: So let me let me see if I can really kind of coalesce this into a reasonably short what topic, because uh, all I have to say is buckle up, okay? Oh, my God. Timothy Leary... Is your average nerd, okay? He was born in 1920, grows up, gets married, has a couple of tots, right? Everything's still. Uh-huh. Uh, and he is on his way to a, an illustrious career in academia, right? He is a psychology yes. professor at Harvard, which even back then, like the 50s, was pretty fucking legit.
1: Again... But also, can can we just pause real quick? Was a Harvard or was a psychology professor at Harvard in the sixties basically like, what are we going to lock women up for today? Yes.
0: So that's so like psychology at that time. We weren't even really into pharmaceuticals yet. It was either you're crazy yeah. or you're not crazy, and if you're crazy, then we need to we need to get you away from other people. And if you're not crazy, then you better never talk about any goddamn problems ever. <laughs> so that was where we were at. <laughs> what a beautiful time. That was where we were at. And this nerd was right at the forefront of it. Okay. Timothy Leary. Then what really okay. sad happens, which is that his wife dies and he leaves him in the fifties to raise his children by himself, which would be really difficult. Right. Um, yeah. For anybody, let alone men who don't, like men in the fifties who didn't have experience doing that. So uh yeah. Oh, I also this is important, uh probably relevant. His wife didn't just die, she committed suicide. So that was a really devastating and stigmatizing kind of loss for him. He's obviously having a really hard time. So he takes mm-hmm. a trip by himself to go to Spain, as you do, you know. He gets really sick in Spain. And he gets so sick he becomes delirious. And then, as we all do, when he is delirious with this sickness, he uh, mm-hmm. figures out like life in the universe and his place in it and everything for the rest of his life, and it fundamentally changes who he is as a human being. He says, "This is oh quote. great, oh yeah, no, it's cool." So he ha- this is yeah. quote from his 1968 book High Priest. He says, and I quote. With a sudden snap, all the ropes of my social self were gone. I was a 38-year-old male animal with two cubs, high, completely free. Uh, you're not okay. clear where this is going, this guy got real into psychedelic drugs. And he comes back to Harvard. Mm-hmm. This is great. He goes back to Harvard and he's like, fellas, I've got an idea. We need to start the, and this is real, the Harvard Psilocybin Project. And we're gonna be, oh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be on the forefront. Harvard will be known throughout history as being on the forefront of uh, mind-altering substances and psychedelic drugs. And it's important to note that at this time, in like the. Late fifties, early sixties, um, LSD and psilocybin, which you know is like the, it's like a psychedelic mushroom. That's the term oh, for it. I'm familiar. Oh, know. <laughs> I know you might. Um, LSD, well, neither now LSD actually, and psilocybin quit. were illegal. Okay. At this time.
1: Weird. There's.
0: Well, like I think a lot of people don't realize that because you don't think about it, but like um, most of the U.S.'s history with drugs is like people just start doing something, and then when enough people do it, the government's like, "Hey, stop." <laughs>
1: Hey, cut it out. Well... And also real quick aside on that note is that um a lot of things that the government does ban I'm going to sound so much like a fucking hippie but it's like um a lot of the things that they ban are because a large amount of people in certain populations use it obviously we know the crack cocaine disparity but then there's also uh marijuana was you know outlawed because of the idea that it would lead to interracial uh intermingling Jesus. and uh Yeah, and then um, LSD and uh, psilocybin, uh, you know, hippies, hippie culture. uh, And weirdly enough, um, there's a lot of other stuff that I was, like, looking up. I should have done a what topic on this. I'll probably do one in the future about it. But, like, certain weeds, uh, like there's a weed called the poke weed or... uh, uh, Sasparilla. There's certain weeds that are abundant and grow a lot in poor places. And the FDA outlaws eating uh, poke weed, like poke salad, is what like people in Appalachia do. Yeah. We have poke poke on the branch. Um, if you eat it like raw, it can give you like diarrhea but if you cook it then it's completely fine it's like kind of like a thick leafy vegetable yeah. but it's been completely outlawed to eat and there's a lot of like random uh random food items that are easily growable that the government does say that it is unhealthy to eat and it does feel a little bit a lot like uh they can't drop class it control it.
0: yeah thing. oh yeah 100%. yeah
1: So real quick aside on psilocybin, uh, psilocybin, uh, I recently took one of those, um, mushroom identifier apps (laughs) uh, on the ranch when I was walking around. Um, and I, uh, cause there's always these mushrooms that grow in the cow shit. Now, I'm not stupid enough to try eating mushrooms, because if you eat the wrong one, then you do die. That's true. But it was funny, because I was identifying them, and the ones that grow in the cow shit are psilocybin. They naturally occur, and the crazy thing about it is that if you feed your cows corn and or grain, which we don't, they only eat grass, then there is a fungicide that is in that that makes it not produce the psilocybin. <laughs>
0: Um oh that's interesting. Like I
1: believe that is yeah, it's, that it's like an FDA mandated thing. I believe. I need to look up all the science on this. That'll be another what topic. I've,
0: I've got oh, this to so isn't a naturally this isn't a naturally occurring thing. You're saying that the government again the government <laughs> puts a yeah. fungicide in like cow feed. That prevents psilocybin yes. from being like a psychoactive.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's, it's possible that it's that there's some other use to not having like to having the fungicide in there or like having that. But I know that the the difference is, is that cows that eat corn and grain, they don't grow psilocybin in their poop. Whereas cows like our cows only eat grass. So psilocybin grows in hey, their
0: poop. How many more times do you want to make it clear to the audience that you have psilocybin on your brand? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well the funny I'm thing sure is that really anybody who grew up for you. No, because anybody who grew up in a small like in a small town knows like I've run into so many people who are talking about going onto ranches, which by the way, I'm too old for any of this shit. Like literally, I'm too old. <laughs> if you eat the wrong mushroom, you die. Yeah, so there's no experimentation. Idea. Don't be
0: going on to ne- don't be trying to find Max's ranch. Don't be going on to Max's ranch. The cows, I don't think you've seen any of his TikToks, so The cows will chase you. It's not worth with it and if you eat the wrong one, you could die.
1: I sprayed them all with bleach. I <laughs> sprayed all the cow shit with bleach, so you don't want to eat it anyhow. Okay,
0: great. Let's get back to the real quick. <laughs> you're not even, <laughs> even touch the tip of the iceberg. What you need to know is that oh, god, he, I know he pitched that he wanted to do this Harvard psilocybin project, and everybody else at Harvard was like, I don't know what that means, so fine. <laughs> uh, and then when he started doing the experiments, which basically meant paying undergrads to come to the psych department at night and just get fucking buck wild. Uh, they were like, Oh, I don't <laughs> like this at all. And so, um, a bunch of other colleagues complained to so like the chair. And then eventually uh, his colleagues started writing like in the editorial papers around campus that he was a big drug doing loser who did drugs. Finally <laughs> got fired from Harvard Because he administered psilocybin to an undergraduate off campus, which—that's information I got from Harvard, from the Harvard website about Timothy Leary. In any case, it sounds like they were looking for a reason to fire him because nobody was a fan of the big LSD parties he was having on campus. But he was like, "I don't care." As I've said before, I am but an animal with cubs, and I will continue my life. Uh, So he became a big leader in the, like, kind of free love and drugs movement in the 60s. He wrote a ton of books about LSD, spiritual ecstasy, opening your mind. He wrote about, like, new ideas about consciousness. Like, any of that hippie shit that you think about in the 60s, it probably, yeah. if it didn't originate with Leary, he really popularized it. It seemed like things were going really well for, like, everything that's coming up Lear House. But then things took a turn. And that's because, this is going to shock you, he was also really into marijuana. And marijuana, as you referenced, uh, in the 60s, super unpopular, as evidenced by things we all know, like Reaper Madness. They thought it was going to make you um, insane and a zombie. And so he decided to go to Mexico because he would go to Mexico a lot to have like these big drug-induced, mind-altering, consciousness-changing parties. He was crossing back over the border into Texas. And remember that they still had some marijuana on them. Uh, I couldn't find out exactly how much he had, but it was a small enough amount that he was able to get his wife to put it in her underwear. Uh, but that did not work. And they were caught by uh, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. And he was sentenced to 30 years in prison in Texas for like a little Jesus. bit of marijuana. Uh, so he was like, ooh, bye! And he just like left Texas. Because I guess back then in like the 60s, you could just like go to another state and they were like, ah, too hard. So
1: (laughs) they're like, ah, damn it. He got away from us again. Yeah.
0: So then he goes to California and that's when he decides that he wants to run for governor and he runs against Ronald Reagan, which this is one of the most interesting parts to me. This is like one of those weird, like alternate history things. Cause like, what if he had never gotten caught and he had, beat Ronald Reagan, I'm not saying that he would have, I think he got caught too early in the campaign process to see if he would actually have gained any traction. But like, I think there, there's, a, there's yeah. a case we made that if Ronald Reagan had not been governor of California, it would have become, it would have been harder for him to become president of the United States. And as we all know, yeah. Reagan dominating, uh, Politics in the 80s really shaped our company in a lot of ways that I don't really think are positive. So it's
1: yeah. fascinating to think about. Terrible, terrible nightmare waves. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, anybody who's listening who believes differently, you're wrong.
0: Yeah. Oh, just ask, <laughs> just ask the um, millions of gay men who don't exist anymore because he decided yeah, yeah. to pretend that gay cancer was God's way of eradicating homosexuals. So. Anyway, i it's it's not chill. a fan, not a fan. Uh not to mention all, the, not a big fan uh, not all the incredibly racist uh drug policies he put into effect. But alas, Tony Leary did get arrested for marijuana possession again in California. So then he was sentenced to ten years prison again just for marijuana possession. In California and then also, they gave him 10 years for the charge that he had fled in Texas. So he was at like 50, at 50 years old, he was facing 20 years in prison. Uh, so basically, probably the rest yeah. of his life. So this, and I know I've said this several times, this is where things get fun. Uh, because here's what happened <laughs> Timothy Leary goes into prison and he is immediately given. A psychiatric evaluation. Okay. That is meant to say uh, whether or not a prisoner is is likely to be violent or nonviolent, whether or not a prisoner is likely to positively adapt and rehabilitate in prison or negatively socialize, and what would be like the best job for a prisoner to have. Now, do you want to know what this <laughs> test was
1: called? What was it called?
0: It was called. The Leary Interpersonal Behavioral Inventory, because Leary himself had written the test when he was a professor oh. at Harvard.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. So he basically gained the test. He, by his own admission, answered all of the questions in a way that made him seem to be a very conforming, conventional person uh, who had absolutely no countercultural ideas. And no, uh, I remember it was yeah. free internet, so nobody was looking him up. Uh, and then he had a really great interest in like gardening and act- outdoor activities, which he didn't. So they tra- so based on his scores on this test, they transferred him to the m- most minimum security prison they had and made him an, like a groundskeeper. And he immediately escaped. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he left <laughs> That's how you do it.
0: and he uh he was smuggled out by the weathermen if you're familiar with the weathermen that in and of itself could be its own what topic but so they smuggled him out of prison they smuggled him and his wife to algeria and they were or they were aided by the black panthers at the time uh but apparently while they were in route to algeria eldridge cleaver who was helping them Uh, who was uh, an early leader of the Black Panther Party. He just became so exasperated with them. He put them under house arrest because he found them so annoying. (laughs) Which fucking (laughs) rules. That's it. Yeah. No, he's like, I am done with you drug freaks. He did end up going back to prison. He was originally charged with like total of like 90, or he was going to be charged with 95 years of prison after he got back. Yeah. But he was able to uh, become an FBI informant and start working with the government. And then he was released in nineteen seventy-six. And then when he got released in nineteen seventy six, he was like, later and uh, just became a uh, like like longtime speaker and but that was Timothy Leary. So so much of the countercultural movement, especially like the psychedelic drug movement, which again we just that's god, that's just Ellie all over through and through, you know.
1: Oh, Everywhere. yeah, I mean, whenever, yeah, like, whenever Ellie, like, did all, like, that entire pile of drugs, like, yesterday, <laughs> oh my
0: God.
1: Um, it was, no. it was crazy, like, I was just watching her do it all, she, she loves it, she gobbles it up, she was doing, like, a Hungry Hungry Hippos thing, no. it was crazy.
0: Uh, for for <laughs> legal and truth reasons, that is a joke. Uh, <laughs>
1: It's a goddamn joke, everybody. I'm like,
0: this is so, like, this guy who inadvertently uh, fired this Benangers Beatles song, he had, like, a Catch Me If You Can level, like, insane life of just, (laughs) I just, I can't get over, like, the absolute irony of, like, getting into prison and then having to take your own test to convince people whether or not you'll be
1: Dangerous in prison. Whether or not you'll be a good boy. A good, and he
0: was like, Oh, yes, yeah, that'll be a very good boy. And then he just immediately escaped and then annoyed a Black Panther leader into locking him inside his house. Uh,
1: so that's just like, my, that's it. So
0: that's my what topic. What do you think?
1: I think it is bananas. <laughs> I think it is bonkers. And I think it is bananas. Oh
0: my God. Thank you for using bananas. What would you give it out of 10? What
1: Would you give it a twenty?
0: Ooh, out of twenty.
1: Moonshot. Um. Ooh, she's going for the moon. Um. I love it. Um. But I, you know what? I'm just gonna have to take just a, a a tiny, tiny touch off of it because you didn't do LSD and then tell me what "come together" was about, which is obviously how it makes sense. That is so. probably
0: true, and I will take that hit. Uh, here's the real honest talk, although if the government's asking, this is a joke, but here's the real truth. Uh, I have not done and will never do psychedelic drugs. Uh, almost, I don't judge people who do. They. I, I decided long ago, like when I was too young to even be doing drugs, and, but first learning what they were and what the different kinds were. I was like, that is the kind of drug that I will never, ever, ever, ever do. Because uh, my mind is already a scary enough place stone sober. The last thing that I want to do is free my mind. When I hear the term free your mind, I'm like, Oh, no, keep it as locked up as possible. I take medication every day to try to lock down my mind and the things that it thinks
1: this feels like the beginning to an anime where you 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 do it and then like you develop insane powers that like level half of the city so I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna suggest that you don't I mean yeah. that yeah exactly you'd have too much fun in that scenario but um, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a, a real cute um, 17 oh my real god cute. I love a 17 thank you so much can to wait to hear
0: team. about these stitches in the wall.
1: okay so so i've just kind of got um a little bit i don't have a big uh you know exciting uh massive crazy deep dive i've got more of a collection i'm excited um of of a bunch of things because uh one thing that i know you know with everything going on with everything being so crazy you know we all need control we need control over our little spaces And it it can be hard to find that these days. So, you know, like me, Ellie has been uh, really digging into Animal Crossing. That is true. Um, You know, because it is the game where you can control everything. You can do, you can have your little town and everything works as you say it works and nothing ever is bad and nothing ever changes. Um, And I thought it was a really interesting thing because so... There's a lot of really interesting stuff about how this game, from now basically selling, I think, more than The Legend of Zelda. I don't have the exact figure on me, but it has sold more than Breath of the Wild did on the Switch. It's it's an absolute crazy thing. It's the perfect thing for the time. Everybody in America is obsessed with it right now, um, which is funny because whenever the original one was made uh, in, uh, in Japan in 2001 for the Nintendo 64 Um, and it was called I'm going to fuck this up but Dobutsu no Mori Uh and the funny thing about it was that they never even thought to localize it for America they said Americans would be bored by it It's not for them. Like, they want to shoot things. (laughs) They want to, you know, do the... They want to do the crazy pew-pews. They don't care about just tending to a nice little town with its animal village.
0: I mean, I understand why they think that. That was fair.
1: It's fair. There's a large... There there wasn't as many uh, people who were looking for a little bit of a different experience. But it is funny because... they so they got it they started localizing it for the GameCube and there was a translation project done by Nate Bildorf and the crazy thing about it is that they could have just translated the game as it was with all of the Japanese culture still intact like the, the little animals used to do calisthenics in the morning so whenever you'd like go to the town square they'd all be doing their little stretches and uh, I believe there was the post office and a few other like areas that were all very Japanese Um, And whenever they were deciding to bring this to America, they completely removed all of that because, you know, they were like, well, they're going to like the game maybe whenever people are being nice to each other, but they sure as shit don't want it to be about Japanese culture. (laughs) Um, So so these two translators not only have to, they not only translated thousands of lines of text, uh, but they also made... Uh, new and different holidays that would more closely align with Western holidays, uh, while still being somewhere in between, so that that way, uh, you know, there would you wouldn't just like be, you know, showing up on Christmas and then there's no Christmas, but there's a different Japanese holiday instead. So yeah,
0: nobody would stand for
1: that. Nobody would stand for it, and I won't. I don't know when Japanese Christmas is or what it's. <laughs> I don't want to find out. So the funny thing is that it was first supposed to be made for the Nintendo 64 disk drive because the disk drive had an internal clock, which is completely fucking crazy. You remember the Nintendo 64. It had the cartridges. And that was always Nintendo things was the cartridges. But for brief time, they were like, we were going to have the disk drive that you attach onto the bottom of your N64, which is... Completely fucking crazy. So basically, they brought it to America, and they turned it into a Western uh, western sort of affair. A couple of weird little things that I was looking up, uh, aside from the translation things that were like completely gone and everything. The alien broadcast that happened on New Leaf, um, if you... So, wait, actually, let me reset for a second. Yeah. Which, by the way, the game is really pissed off at you about. Um, what? Are you familiar with the... Uh, okay. let me let me ask you a question. Are you familiar with how the game works? Vaguely. Okay, so the idea is that it's a town that is always online, that is oh. it follows your system's clock, so it's always online even when you're not. Like so it not, not always online, but it's always up. So if you log in at 9 a.m. You're logging into your town at 9 a.m. If you need to do something at 7 p.m., then you can go back at 7 p.m.
0: Yeah, I've heard that it's like kind of like in real time. So, like, if you plant something, then you come back the next day and it's done or whatever.
1: Correct, yeah. And so there are some weird things that happen. Like, um, if you turned your TV on at 3.33 a.m., the static uh, on the TV would be interrupted by an alien broadcast. What?! alien would deliver a gibberish message and at 3.34 would disappear with no explanation.
0: Oh, I love shit like that. No, that rules. They got (laughs) my number as an American. I live for novelty and novelty alone.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's some more fun, cute novel stuff. Um, So the logo of Animal Crossing is this little leaf with a little uh, bite out of it. Um, And uh, Tom Nook... Who is you know your your landlord and is in charge of the island and everything? He um, is a tanuki, and tanuki were supposed to they are supposed to take leaves and turn them into gold, into coins and wealth. Right. So that's just a cute aside. Um, a lot. He's a
0: raccoon. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. There, uh, it's a tanuki, which is a red panda, which is kind of a raccoon but the uh, the funny thing about the newer uh, the newer iterations or the newest iteration is that it doesn't have a lot of things and the older ones like for instance the uh, uh, the resetti uh, I haven't encountered I'm sure it does still happen but if you used to turn off your machine before saving it uh-huh. then whenever you turned it back on this mole named mr. Rossetti would come over and yell at you within an inch of your life And it was so bad that it used to make children, yeah, it used to make children cry because if, you know, their parents or somebody had unplugged the machine or you had to turn it off to go eat dinner or something and you came back, you would literally have to sit there and get yelled at for, like, probably at least about four minutes by this mole.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Why wouldn't it just, I don't, well, I guess if it's a real-time game, then that's why you don't save it, right? Right.
1: Well, you you have to save whenever you're closing it because in the ba- in the old days you couldn't you didn't have an auto save feature, okay. so you would get so you would get yelled at all over the place. And it, cool. was, uh, it was it was distressing for many children, um, <laughs> and there was also a uh, another one another iteration where it um, took all of your money and your items away if you reset without doing it. <laughs> Um, and then turned your face into a, a hollow uh, couple of holes with a hole for a mouth. And
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Made,
1: you, made it really. T- <laughs>
0: yeah. That's really creepy. <laughs> Can I tell you the end of what I know about Animal Crossing? Because it feels like right now, 10 minutes into your topic is the right time for me to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course.
0: So this is what I know. I know that my quarantine roommate, Nash, uh, plays this game obsessively. <laughs> he bought a Switch in order to be yes. able to play it. I do want to play it because it looks like something that I would enjoy, but I don't have a Switch, and so I have kind of, like, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people have, I have been making a lot of, like, impulse buys on during quarantine, but I've been trying to kind of meter things out because I'm like, well, if this ends up going on like into summer, I need to have something to look forward to. So I'm kind of like if it goes into summer, maybe I will buy myself a Switch and play this game. But as for now, all I get to really do is see glimpses of my friend Nash play it. And Nash is sure building. And that's how I figured out that it was in real time. And then the only other experience I've had with Animal Crossing is that I'm, as you know, always on TikTok. And there are all these videos on Animal Crossing on TikTok of just, like, teenagers uh, finding, like, an animal moving into their island that's, like, that I guess they have deemed undesirable in some way. And they start screaming. And then they make all these signs that say, get out, fugly slut, bitch, and put it all over their house. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes. Um, so for, it's funny because I actually um, I did that with one of um, my uh, villagers. Um, <laughs> Why? Actually, this Why, is kind though? of. Oh, the, well, because well, she's ugly and she gave me a manhole cover as her first gift. And I was like, that is trash. <laughs> and she's so cool. she, she's ugly and I don't like her. Her name's Canberra and I don't care for her. Um, so are there
0: like a finite but, amount of spots? Like.
1: Yeah, so you can only have about ten villagers, and your villager is randomly like it's not randomly generated because it's selected from like a cast of villagers. So like me and Ellie have one of the same villagers in both of our islands, but the 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 stitch and the problem that I wanted to talk about was uh, kind of uh, related to that. So that's a perfect segue. Was that the the getting people to move out on Animal Crossing uh-huh. is not is not and i'm going to like a normal game where you just go i don't like this person get him out of here Uh okay in the way that everything in the game works you have to do it uh in uh multiple days and you have to some would say be exceptionally cruel oh um you can't just like like so, in the
0: sims you can tell somebody you can click ask to leave and then they might get mad at you but then they always storm out like you can kick someone out of your house
1: <laughs> yeah no um in in animal crossing i i haven't done it because i i did actually stop whenever i was looking at um how it worked out for some other people um <laughs> Because so if you want uh, if you want somebody to move out, um, the first thing that you go do is you talk to Isabel, you know, the cute little dog that everybody memes all the time. Um, she's the town services manager and you say that you have a problem with the resident. And then she asks if it's a problem with the way that they speak or the way that they talk or the way the way that they speak or the way that they dress. Uh-huh. Um, OK. And then you, yes. it's great. And then you keep on, it's great. You keep on making complaints to them about, um, you know, this, you make a complaint every day. And then the other thing is, is that you take your net, you just start beating them with the net whenever you see them around.
0: <laughs> uh huh.
1: You dig holes around them so that they're trapped. And, uh you uh my my le- the worst thing that just seems so cruel is you go into their house whenever they're inside their house and then you turn around and leave without saying anything
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: you're <laughs> But the thing is, is that, you know, everybody in the game, all the animal characters in the game are, you know, supposed to be just sweet and happy and little friendly and just little nice ones. Um, But if you tell them if you are mean enough to them, they they get depressed. Oh, and
0: I don't think I could do this.
1: (laughs) one of them said one of, like one person that I was following online I don't remember his name but he was talking about um, he was uh, talking about how he wanted to get rid of one of his villagers and then he kept on doing all the shit and then he bullied him and then it got to a point where he screenshotted uh, it was uh, the little animal villager saying go away you made me feel bad I, I don't want to speak to you anymore
0: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> god that brings back, like, that brings, that brings like, buried memory of, like, this time I was playing, um, like, this Star Wars game, and, you know, it had like, an alignment system, and I had, and I'm sure you remember this, I had the Prima game guide, and the Prima game guide said, Oh, yeah. If you get your alignment all the way to the red, like, all the way to the dark side, you could unlock this special lightsaber that was, like, super OP, and I really wanted this lightsaber, and so I was trying, I was doing, like, all these <laughs> quests and choosing all the dark side options to, like, try to get my alignment dark side. And I remember, like, it would make me physically ill. And the one that was the worst, like, I can barely even talk about it, was that there was, like, a whole mission tree that was on Kashik, which is the Wookiee uh, planet. And it's beautiful. And you can either side with the Wookiees that have this beautiful, like, treehouse city, or you can side with, like, basically, like the bad construction people from Fern Gully and you have to like yes. lie and trick the Wookiees and then the Wookiees look at you with their sad Wookie eyes and they're like why you do this you destroy Mother Tree and like they're like heartbroken as they're like watch their like world and city get destroyed and I mean it made me physically ill like I couldn't even look at the television screen as I did it I was so ashamed of myself but I did get that lightsaber.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you needed it. You just had to kill every Wookiee around. Just
0: slaughter a village of Wookies. It was horrible. Oh my... Uh, so anyway, that's, I don't know that I could do that on Animal
1: Crossing. <laughs> yeah, the... Um, I was also just looking it up because um, it was like other cute ones where they actually say that um, uh, Isabel reporting villagers to the tattling on them doesn't actually make them get evicted. Um... Oh, yeah, because uh, the other thing is that, uh, so certain certain things in Animal Crossing, you can teach catchphrases, uh-huh. and catchphrases can be, uh, sometimes you get to type them out, and so I remember, especially on my old one, it was like, I had taught, like, all of my Animal Crossing villagers, like, curse words, like, bitch, or a slut, or whatever. <laughs> And so they would just be like, "Hey, what's up, bitch," and I think it's really funny. But if you go to somebody else's island and visit them, then there's a chance that they might start. They might start using those nicknames as well.
0: Oh, yeah! So it
1: can like spread like a virus. <laughs>
0: Okay, because that is the third. I forgot. That's the third thing that I know about Animal Crossing. Is that all the little animals have like a weird word that they just say all the time? Where it's just like, "Hey, what's up, Flip?" And then like they just keep going. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You can change like sometimes if you're good enough friends, then you can change that to like another phrase. So <laughs> to it can be a bunch. Of, it can be anything.
0: To boy, yeah,
1: exactly. Or to like come bucket, yeah, and then Oh, that's great. Then you could you know. Just a couple other little weird things. Uh, so <laughs> when I was talking about uh, cracks in, in this perfect world, it's like, you know, because it's your perfect control world, nothing bad can happen there. Um, apparently it is canon that the Abel sisters, who are um, three uh, three hedgehogs who are very sweet and uh, work in uh, their tailors at the fashion store, basically on your island. Uh, apparently it is canon that their parents died in a car accident.
0: Oh God! Why?
1: <laughs> I Why I, don't I don't know. I don't know.
0: Is that what is that There's, what they thought that Americans wanted?
1: <laughs> and, no, I think this was just a, They they just put one of those things in the past because you know you're you're developing your relationships with these, but most of them are just about silly stuff. But yeah, they they reveal at one point the older sister Sable. Um, tells you their parents passed away in a car crash when they were young and Sable had to raise the sisters on her own oh my god <laughs> and it's not in this game but um, uh, in all the previous iterations of Animal Crossing uh, you used to have these things called gyroids which were uh, these they looked like little fire hydrants made out of stone uh-huh. Um those they would pop up all the time you'd find them in the ground uh, whenever you're searching for fossils but they were based on uh haniwa right haniwa I don't know if, how do you say that one clay figures used in Japanese funerals oh, wow. um, so they were supposed to they're supposed to contain the souls of the deceased so
0: And these would just randomly pop up in this children's game about your fantasy island?
1: Yeah, there would be a lot of old ones uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're in the newest one. I think they're only there whenever you start a project. Uh Um, Like the little thing that you give money to in your new project. Yeah. Like, whenever you start, like, trying to build a bridge or something. But, uh, yeah.
0: Well, maybe it stands to so, reason that there used to be other animals on that island before you got there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they all died, and now you're digging up their corpses. No. <laughs> I think that's pre- basically about most of what I had to say. I just thought there—I had more of a, a random collection of assortment of uh, weird facts for Ellie about uh, Animal Crossing. Because, uh, I think it's just, a uh, completely bizarre that, uh— Like, whenever it was first made, they were like, there's no way any fucking Americans are going to want to play this. Nobody's going to want to deal with it. And then now it's become our number one coping mechanism.
0: (laughs) That is true. And it's definitely, I know that Ellie loves it. So I'm sure that she will love this, like, fun uh, collection of Animal Crossing facts. you did so great. Yeah.
1: I did so good. Also, I um I do have to just as an aside uh tell the public about um whenever Ellie whenever I visited Ellie in Miles's town, um we did we did laugh probably for about hours. Uh, pro- n- not <laughs> we did laugh for a really long time because um our favorite thing to do was to get on the beds and then try to see if we, me and Ellie, could um, turn at the same time to make it look like we were banging. And then Miles would be sitting in the chair next to us. So, <laughs> leave that in. Leave that in. It can't go away.
0: Oh, it's staying in. Much like you, I need much to like find you and a- Ellie, it's staying in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be a first with a lady. So you know. This would uh. <laughs> here's hoping.
0: This has really turned from sorry, Ellie, to you're welcome, Ellie.
1: It's a celebration of Ellie.
0: Yeah, it's an Ellie-bration. Aww. Oh,
1: on 420 Blazes. On
0: her favorite day. On 420
1: Blazes. (laughs) And by the way, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry she couldn't join us. Obviously, you guys know that she's been smoking since 4.20 in the morning. You know, she wanted to hit both rounds like a sir. Certain-
0: yeah, it's definitely not because she did a bonus episode with Miles earlier. It's because uh, she is, we are respecting her observance of 4.20. <laughs> and she could not be it's a religious holiday for her and she could not be on on the podcast.
1: You also uh, see her dreads. Oh it's God. just amazing. You know, she's got some amazing uh dreads. She's got no, the, the niche. You know, too she's far. playing Bob Marley.
0: A bridge too far. <laughs> Although I will be photoshopping Ellie with white girl dreads after this. <laughs> max i'm gonna give you a solid 15 for uh for very fun animal crossing stuff which also i think cynically is gonna help our seo for this episode because it'll i'm definitely gonna name it something like animal crossing secrets and uh yes and, and then also um, you did something that I know that Ellie's going to enjoy and it's going to bring happiness to her heart which is always my fondest desire and you gave me an opportunity and an inspiration to photoshop Ellie with white girl dress. Max where can people find you?
1: oh my god you can find me at twitter at maxcookie uh-huh. or on instagram at maxjcookie
0: and get on that on Max TikTok, cookie, have tiktok
1: uh, well, uh, apparently there is a software named Max Cookie that is really fucking up my day. Oh,
0: fuck that place. Well, I hope you fuck up their day on, on Twitter. And then where can they find you on TikTok?
1: It's Max J Cookie because, I don't know, some asshole thought they were being real fucking funny. <laughs> so it's Max J Cookie on, on t- TikTok. Oh, you know,
0: well, you can find me at Chelsea Harfush, wherever Internet they're sold and not to brag, but I have no trouble finding that handle anywhere. Max, why? <laughs> and I know that the reason that you do cookie is because you think Crumkey is too hard to spell and it is hard to spell. <laughs> but I'm just saying is, that I'm sure impossible. that you would
1: probably get Max Crumkey on every uh, channel. So well, not anymore. Now that you've just said yeah, that. Yeah. Kind of go reserve Diverse them all.
0: Waters, go get it.
1: Go get it. Uh, you won't get any money out of me. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of What?
0: Thanks for hanging out with us on our fun bonus episode, all in honor of Ellie. Please go say something sweet to Ellie on social media. I think we're all having, you know, various levels of struggle with the isolation that's going on. And I think any time that you have an excuse to go be kind to somebody, it's a good thing. Please make sure that if you like this episode, you tell your friends. We'd love to keep seeing the... The show grow, and we love talking to you guys about it on Twitter and Instagram. I know Ellie's been putting some stuff up on Facebook, so maybe if you want to tell your mom about it, she can do that <laughs> on Facebook. And uh, you know, <laughs> hey, you're gonna learn
1: something. You're gonna learn something. Is that wait? Is that the tagline?
0: Yeah, let's we sign off. You're, or, hey, go learn hey, something.
1: Hey, you're gonna learn something.
0: <sighs> oh no. <laughs>